When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. The New York Times has named Arden one of their top ten hosts. And just this year, the Dog Writers Association of America has given this show, Four-Legged Life, its top radio award. Arden is driven to live her motto, Bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. What's up, pet pals? Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Yep, it's me, Arden Moore. Hey, we're going to the dogs for this episode in a great way. Our first guest is from one of my favorite organizations on the planet, Canine Companions. Its mission, train stellar service dogs that are teamed up with people all over the place. And here to share more from the South Central region of Canine Companions, that's a mouthful, is the PR and marketing specialist, Courtney Craig. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, I've known Canine Companions since it was called Canine Companions for Independence. Boy, you got to take two breaths. So is that what made you (laughs) shorten the name? (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. We actually just did a little rebrand a couple of years ago. I shouldn't say little rebrand, a rebrand a couple of years ago just to yeah, make it a little bit easier to remember, update our logo, do a little refresh, and it's been great. And your website now is very short because I'm going to say it more than once, but what is it? Because people want to dash to it after our show. Our website is canine.org, all spelled out C A N I N E. And there's literally everything you could ever want to know about our organization and our mission and how to get involved on there. And you're all over the place. I want to give people a little bit of how does Arden know Canine Companions? Well, for many years, I lived in Oceanside, California, and there is a center right there. You have a great training center in Oceanside, and it's been heralded and honored by Dean and Gerda Kuntz and their late great dog, Trixie. Guys, come on, tell them who Dean Kuntz is for the three people on the planet that don't know. (laughs) Yes, big time author and also canine companion supporter. We've been super honored to have him and his family's support over the years. When he was on my show years ago, he writes the scary stuff, right? 
which you have to leave the lights on when you read any of his books. But he got a canine companion dog that didn't quite complete the training. And her name was Trixie. And then he started writing these dog kid books. And he said she kind of kept him in a great mood and she was perfect medicine for him. So if you're a scary author, get a cute dog like Trixie, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There you go. So let's get into your area, South Central Region. Where are you? What states do you cover? Yeah. So the Canine Companion South Central Region is in um, the state of Texas here in DFW, but we actually cover Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. And the rest of the country, all 50 states are covered by our other regions. So we actually serve the entire country, no matter where you are. And you guys are getting close to hitting 50 years. Can you tell us how long Canine Companions have been around? And come on, get some bragging stats out there. Absolutely. Yeah. So Canine Companions was founded in 1975 in Northern California, obviously started pretty small there and has expanded over the years, like I said, to to six regions serving the entire country. We've actually placed more than 7,500 dogs since our founding which is incredible. That's thousands and thousands of lives being changed every day. And even still currently at this moment, there's more than 2,600 active teams across the country. And when you say that, the big word here is independence. So what are these dogs doing to help people? And give us a, can you give us a few examples? Absolutely. Yeah. So Canine Companions provide service dogs to people with disabilities. And those dogs are trained in tasks to make daily life easier to help with daily tasks. So that can look a little bit different for our clients, depending on their age, their disability, their lifestyle, things like that. But our dogs learn things like picking up dropped items, opening doors, turning on and off lights. They also place dogs with veterans with PTSD. Those dogs learn tasks that are more specific to that disability. So they can create space in public. They can learn to recognize signs of anxiety and even nightmares and interrupt that, wake them up from a nightmare. Really? Yes, a very specific type of training for that category of our placements. And then we also place dogs with adults who are deaf or hard of hearing. So also kind of a different type of training there where those dogs learn to identify sounds in the environment and alert their handler to the sound and then directs them to the source of the sound. So you can imagine if you're not able to hear things like the doorbell or your name being called, a dog can hear that for you and tell you exactly where that sound is coming from. What do you think? I mean, how long have you been affiliated with Canine Companions and what drew you to this nonprofit, this organization? Yeah, it's interesting, actually. So I've been with Canine Companions for almost seven years, coming up on seven years. It was actually my first job out of college. I really didn't know a whole lot about the service dog world. I majored in public relations and was looking for a job here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And kind of stumbled upon it and pretty much fell in love with it right then and there. And obviously it worked out and I've been here ever since. And it's it's an honor to do this type of work every day and be involved with such a meaning organization that's impacting people's lives very in a very direct way. And of course, who doesn't love working around dogs all the time? We hope that all of you will check out canine.org. Maybe you want to try to see if you could be a puppy raiser, make a donation, be a volunteer. There's a lot of opportunities, right, Courtney? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. We would love to have you. Where did you go to college? I went to Texas Tech in Lubbock. Oh, it's Texas. So, okay. What is Texas Tech again? What color and the slogan and all that? 
Yeah, it's the Texas Tech Red Raiders or Red and Black. Scarlet Red and Black. Raiders. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say the wrong. There's actually Texas a Canine mascot. Companions puppy raising. There's actually a Texas Tech College puppy raising club there for Canine Companions now, which is pretty cool. Oh, tell us about that. Was that so there when you went too. to school or was that something you had a hand in it to help? It was not. Yeah, it started after. Um, we have several universities across the country who have um, official puppy raising clubs with us where college students actually raise these puppies. Um, we have, you know, thousands of puppy raisers across the country, but um, at these universities, it's college students helping to raise them and prepare them to become service dogs one day. I think that's great because you can feel a little stress when you're in college, you're away from home, there's finals, there's a whole new way of life, but focusing on a puppy and helping them maybe is a good distraction and is a good way to get through college years. Absolutely. Yeah. Super, super unique and also extremely beneficial for us. We really couldn't do what we do and provide these dogs free of charge without puppy raisers willing to put in all that love and hard work. And if you heard the term, she said, free of charge, that means they depend on folks like us to help these pups get trained to be able to be placed. And we're going to find out more about this. And there's a big event coming up, Dog Fest, in places all over the country after we take this break. And you all know the drill by now, right? We're going to sit, stay, and we'll be right back. This is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And now you never have to miss not even one second of any episode. Why? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. (laughs) Bringing out the best in pets and their people, this is Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking with Courtney Craig. She's with Canine Companions. They have centers all over the country. She's located in Irving, Texas for the South Central region that serves four states. Puppy raisers. I know people heard that phrase and they're like, excuse me, Courtney, how can I maybe qualify to be a puppy raiser for these eventual service dogs. What's the process? We would absolutely love to have anyone who is interested in raising a puppy for us. There is an application process and there's a lot more information about that on our website. But essentially what it means to be a puppy raiser is taking in a puppy at eight weeks old, putting in a lot of hard work, just as it is with any eight week old puppy, raising them, loving them and giving them a really solid foundation for about a year and a half to start that process of helping them on the path to becoming a service dog for someone with a disability someday. So the puppy raisers have a really important hands-on role in the dog's life that they're raising, again, for that full year and a half. I'm assuming they're meeting with the trainers and others at your center on a regular basis, right? Absolutely, yes. We give all kinds of tools and resources to all of our puppy raisers. So if they're close to one of our training centers, we have puppy classes on campus. If not, we um, are able to help them find resources in their community. We have online resources, we do orientations, and we're always just a phone call away for support. We don't expect our puppy raisers to be professional dog trainers by any means. We are here to guide and support on that journey. 
So what kind of dogs are best for canine companions that you have to be service dogs? I think there's a, you've got kind of a lineage now, right? Yes. Canine companions, we use Labradors, Golden Retrievers, and crosses between the two. Over our nearly 50-year history, we've used a variety of other breeds, rescue dogs, things like that. And we've just found that these two breeds and the combination of their two breeds ends up being the best qualities for the type of work that we're looking for. We're able to breed for temperament and health and place a higher number of dogs to meet the needs of the clients and the individuals that are coming to us looking for a service dog. And it's the the size, the temperament, all of that of the dogs that we're breeding, raising and training. Have, they want to work. They're eager to please yeah. and they actually love to work. We only place dogs that are eager about their jobs. So super fun. Yeah, and you say it's a process. It's about a year and a half. And then the, some dogs, they may, you go through a whole process. And I think that's how Dean and Gerda Kuntz got Trixie because... I think she, something, she didn't find, you know, they didn't complete everything, which is, I know it's fine. It's great. But these dogs then find good homes for the ones that you want to make darn sure they have what they need physically, temperament wise, everything to be able to do the task for that specific placement with the person. So there are some at the end that almost make it right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. We have about a 55% um, success rate within our dogs. So um, actually pretty high for the industry. We also have all kinds of ongoing research and things like that to try to increase that number. But yes, at the end of the day, we want a healthy dog that's happy and willing and wanting to work and going to enjoy doing that for the next, you know, foreseeable future, several, several years. <laughs> Tell us about Dog Fest. It's a big deal. It's your big event every year. What's going on? How can we participate? Yes. DogFest is actually Canine Companions National Signature Event. So as you said, there are events across the country. A lot of them are in the fall, a couple in the spring. So all of those dates are on our website. But it's basically a dog-friendly, family-friendly festival where uh, people can come out with their dogs and their kids and, all, and friends and coworkers and celebrate dogs in general and hopefully learn a little bit about the Canine Companions mission and how they can support us. As we are a nonprofit, it's also a fundraising event. So it's totally free to register. But then we are hoping that people will encourage their friends and family to donate to support our mission ahead of the event. And then on event day, we celebrate all of the great funds that we raise to continue to be able to place these service dogs. K9.org. Did I get it right, Courtney? That's right. Spell it with a C. Hey, humbly, I'm going to be there with pet safety dog Kona on September 30th to give, I think, uh, a little pet first aid demo, right? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. You'll get to meet Kona, who loves service dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. uh, What are some of the things that will be happening for the one in September 30th in DFW? Yeah. What will it be? So it's on September 30th at 11 a.m. at the Sound at Cypress Waters, which is in Coppell, Texas. And we will have live music, some special guest speakers, some demos. We'll also have all kinds of vendor booths, sponsorship booths. And then the most fun areas, the dog area and the kid area, well, there will be all kinds of games and activities for kids and pets alike to participate in. Well, I know you're with Canine Companion, but you have a a dog pal. You want to give a shout out to your personal dog? Of course I do. I have a seven-year-old Australian shepherd. Her name is Sawyer. She is a lot of fun. And I like to say kind of an unofficial 
Dog Fest and Canine Companions Ambassador. She's wearing her Dog Fest bandana right now as we speak. <laughs> what's her personality like and what's her best trick? Oh my goodness. Her personality is huge. I say she has a personality for days. She's great <laughs> at communicating exactly what she wants and when she wants it. She loves to play and fetch and she's just a, a good time. She's also extremely smart, which makes training fun. What's her best trick? I don't know. She's got a handful. I got to say... A couple. She can put her chin on the floor. I tell her, oops, and she'll cover her face. And then, of course, you know, agility and dock diving. She's an athlete. So you got to count that as some tricks there, too. Well, yeah, dock diving. I love watching dogs on dock diving. That's pretty cool. My dog, Kona, sit, helps us in pet first aid, but she's like, I don't want to go in the water. We'll, we'll let Sawyer do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how all dogs have different personalities and interests and all of that, just like yeah. people? So you got a pretty good job and you love it. What is it with canine companions that you feel has made you a better person? What has brought out, what has this organization done to make you a better Courtney? Gosh, that is a good question. Not one that I get very often. You know, I think it's just so, it, it definitely does bring out a different side of you. I had, I did not have any plans ahead of time to go into the nonprofit world. It kind of just fell into my lap in a way. And it's been amazing. I think being able to do something as a career that is actually actively changing people's lives. And in my role, it's pretty unique that I get to then turn around and tell those stories. So not only kind of knowing that they're happening and seeing them happening, but then getting to share that with the world has been really special. And I think, you know, everybody knows that dogs are amazing. We all love dogs. But there is something about watching dogs make such a significant impact in someone's life in a way that is kind of astonishing if you're not familiar with it. And watching a dog perform a task that someone would have had to ask another person to do for them if they didn't have the dog next to them. So like it's just a really... The, turn off the light. Uh, bring me yes. the TV remote. Yeah. yeah. We take some things for granted. And so I guess what you're saying too, this is an organization that's giving independence back to people. And I'm assuming I am. I, I love this group. And I, I it sounds like from you, it's teaching you to respect each day we're vertical, right? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. It's It's super rewarding. And we always say you come for the dogs, stay for the people. I mean, our clients and our volunteers and all of that are just incredible. And we couldn't, could not do what we do without our thousands and thousands of supporters that make it possible. Hey, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, our next guest is also a big fan of Canine Companions. She's a major volunteer for them. She's also the inventor of a canine workout gym. That's mobile, and that is Nicole Packin. So everybody sit, stay, we'll be right back. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. When taking your dog for a walk around the block, do you find that your dog spends more time sniffing and, well, peeing than actually moving all four legs? Well, our special guest today will share a genius way, I did say genius, to keep your dog fit. She invented a mobile canine gym. Here to share the details is the founder of the Packin' Method, Nicole 
Brown Packin. Hey, buddy. Welcome to the show, Nikhil. Hello. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Great to see your face. All right. You know, everyone, she's a triple threat. Not only is she trying to get your pet fit, and she does have a master certified in applied animal behavior, some other lots of little things, initials (laughs) after her name. She operates a very successful pet sitting business in Miami that keeps winning awards. And her heart is big because one of the things she does as a volunteer, make that super volunteer, is to help canine companions. I just want to kind of dive in because our earlier guest is Courtney Craig from the Canine Companions location in the Irving, Texas area, and you're hooked up with them. So what's your fancy title there? What's your connection with Canine Companions? And tell me about September 30th. Sure. So I am honored to say that I am the chair of the DogFest DFW event. Um, It is their annual signature event. It's dog and family friendly. It's happening on September 30th at the Sound in Cypress Waters in Coppell. And it's a lovely afternoon, three hours of activities for kids, activities for dogs. There's costume contests, trick contests. Uh, We're going to have demos from the Disc Dogs of Dallas, a lure course for dogs. It's all to celebrate the canine and, and human bond. Canine Companions is a national organization They breed, train, and give service dogs for those who can't live independently, and it's all free of charge. And these dogs go through a two-year process to become a working service dog, and it's right in our backyard here in Texas, and we have an amazing chapter here in Coppell. Well, you and I are big supporters of Canine Companions. I used to live in Oceanside, California, and that's another one of the locations of the centers. And I'm happy that you said, Arden, what are you doing on September 30th with your dog? I did. And she is a certified therapy dog, not a service dog. And she is a super pet safety dog. So what what did you uh, convince us to do that day? (laughs) So I invited you to come out so that you could speak to the guests and pet owners about first aid and CPR and talk to them about basic instructions to be able to help their animals in need at home to stabilize them and get to the vet. Simple things. They get bit by a bee. They break a nail. They have an allergic reaction to something. I know being certified in CPR and first aid, there are certain things that pet owners just are going to be too stressed out about to do. But the basics to be able to stabilize and get them to the vet, I think is really important for every pet owner. And so who better to ask than (laughs) you? So absolutely, you got to be there and you will be there. We will. And I love Kona because she is probably one of the best safety dogs I've ever met on the planet and she's ready. We're going to have some fun on stage. We call it how to be a mutt giver. What do you do when you don't have a first aid kit and the vet is far away? We're going to do that. But so I really bless you for being a super volunteer with the canine companions, but let's get physical, physical. (laughs) My doggy wants physical. What in the heck is the packing method? (laughs) Oh, so the packing method is essentially the method of madness that I created to exercise my own animals. 
and to help with animals in Miami when I was living there with my business. And essentially, it's a mobile dog gym. And we offer treadmill exercise, massage therapy, and physical fitness for dogs. And what that means is I look at an animal from snout to tail, and I want them to be 360 degrees healthy, brain, heart, body. And so that's what I offer here in Texas. And we have to have every great invention has a muse or someone, (laughs) some sentient being that that kind of inspired you. Can we talk about Kevin? We can talk about Kevin, not little. So Kevin is my almost three-year-old, 100-pound Italian Spinoni. And he and his sister Jenny blessed us and came to our home during COVID. And it was different for my husband and I because we always had small dogs that required exercise, but different exercise. And we also had a handicapped dog that was paralyzed on wheels. So her, her, her care was different. And what I had noticed in the years of working with animals at Miami Pet Concierge, which was my pet sitting business, or when I worked at the Humane Society of Greater Miami, were that a lot of dogs were finding themselves getting into trouble out of boredom and lack of exercise. And just because your dog gets exercise doesn't mean they're going to behave well if they're bored and vice versa. Good point. So when we received our, our puppies... I noticed that their their inability to settle down was different than other dogs I'd worked with. And I think it's part of their working breed. They were their their bred to hunt. Okay. And so when they were about five or six months, I would put them on the treadmill. And let me clarify, they did not run because their yes. bones weren't fused, but they would just play around on it and they would walk yeah. on it, stop and sniff. And as they got older and they grew and they became more sturdy. Kevin has become the spokesperson. This is Slater. My cat, he is going to be involved in this conversation. I see Kevin has become the face of my business. He does all my demos with me. He absolutely loves it. He does not go fast, but he he gets a great exercise from it. He works out a couple times a week and he is the face of the business. And Tell us, it's in a van that you bring to a client's home or wherever, and it's air-conditioned, climate-controlled. I saw it. You pulled up my house when <laughs> Kevin had a play date with my dogs, Kona and Emma. But that gives takes away the excuse of not being able to do it. Yeah. You know, I had originally thought about doing a brick and mortar, but because I had moved to a new city, that's a big expense and a risk when you don't know anyone and people don't know right. you. So we decided to go mobile and we had we had talked about going mobile in Miami, but COVID happened and being able to get the vans was impossible. But yeah, it's a Ford truck and it okay. has a high roof and it is fully loaded with all of my tools and equipment and it has heat when it's cold and air conditioning when it's hot. And I pull up to people's homes and grab their dogs and exercise them. I love this. Everyone, we're going to learn more about our great guest Nicole Brown Packin after we take this break so you all know the drill sit and stay we'll be right back calling all pet enthusiasts are you ready to give your furry friend the gift of vitality introducing Collawags the collagen treat for pets 
from Tevra Pet. Colawags provides targeted support for your pet's joint health, ensuring they can keep up with you on all your adventures. It's time to bring back the useful bounce in their step. Colawags promotes mobility and comfort, making sure your pet's tail keeps wagging for years to come. Give your pet the extra love they deserve. Try Colawags today and help your pet repair, renew, and energize. Because they're not just pets, they're our family. Online at tevrapet.com. That's T E V R A pet.com. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Here's the latest trend, and it has to do with the treadmill, and it has to do with your dog to keep them in shape. You have no excuses with the weather, and that's because our guest is Nicole Brown-Packen. She invented the Packen Method. It is a mobile canine gym exercise when you are physically exercising, and you've got some schooling in all these areas. But the brain and the body go into harmony. And tell us how this is a good, not only a physical benefit, but also enriching that brain. You know, they always say a happy dog is an exercise dog. However, more and more. That's too long to tattoo on my forearm. It is definitely too (laughs) too long. But, you know, even an exercise dog can be a bored dog mentally. And, you know, if you live like where I do in Dallas, Texas, and it's 108 degrees out, your dogs aren't getting the exercise they need. Yes. Providing them an opportunity and an alternative to dog walks is what I wanted to do. And the way that I describe it is a dog walk. A dog walk is a sensory experience. They go out, they sniff, they mark, they pee. They see squirrels, they see airplanes. Squirrel, 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 squirrel. But it's more of a sensory experience. And how many of us have taken out our dogs, whether small or large, and after a half an hour, 45 minutes, their dogs cool off and they're right back to that energy, ball of energy within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have the dog park. And to me, a dog yeah. park is a so- social experiment. They go, they play. Some of them sniff the borders, some of them like the people, some of them like the pets. And even those guys, they're not getting the mental, they're getting more of the physical. So if you take both the mental and the physical and you place it in the van, you're getting an experience that is non-impactful, non-interruptive, and they're getting a full body workout on the treadmill. But at the same time, they have to use their brain because you're asking them to create emotion and a flow on a device that's not natural for them. So and, this and is your background. Can you explain, give people a little shout out because you just didn't say, I'm going to do this. You've been very schooled in all things, dogs and all things, physical exercise and rehabilitation. I mean, you really do have a lot of schooling behind you. Thank you. I started off where I became certified in massage therapy with Northwest School of Animal Massage and did some other credentials with with different types of massage therapy for rehabilitation, sport, and and just regular maintenance massage. Good. Um, I you know I have a master certification in animal behavior from the University of Washington, 
And currently I'm in school at the University of Tennessee through their canine physical fitness program. And I also have a certification through the Fenzie Dog School in physical fitness. Important thing for me is I intern for a, a veterinarian in town. Her name is Dr. Michelle Broadhurst and her company is called Rehab for Pets. Okay. And I started interning with her because of being able to continually get hands-on experience with dogs with different ailments because you go to school and they'll talk about a dog with a shattered pelvis, but if you don't have the hands-on experience with the shattered pelvis, exactly. you don't know. So yeah. education is incredibly important to me and continuing education is very important to me. Yeah. Who would be a good canine candidate? Obviously, we talked about the lazy dog or the dog observed just absorbing and, and sniffing females, but right. there are some dogs, maybe age or injury or other things. What are the, what are good candidates for this pack and method? Any dog is a great candidate. However, I screen the owner first because I want to know certain things about them. What's their, and I, and I base what we're going to do together on their age, their breed, their current level of activity, their health, and their personality. Okay, so good. You, know, you could work with an overweight three-year-old chihuahua that it needs to be on a weight loss plan versus a eight-year-old retired working Malinois that just needs his mental capacity worked out and his heart or the general, you know, family dog that the owners work nine to five, they have kids in school, the housekeeper doesn't walk the dog and being in the backyard doesn't do anything for them. So any dog can benefit. It just depends on the animal itself. And then I determine yeah. what machine and what process I'll work with them and, and, and provide the service. So we haven't said how to find you. Can you do that? Because we're going to shout it now and then later at the end of the show. Sure. So my website is thepackandmethod.com and Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok is The Pack and Method, and it's Packin, P-A-C-K-I-N. You get referrals. I'm taking it from like veterinarians, maybe other pet sitting companies or who, who I do you get do. referrals from? When I first started here, I made the rounds to veterinarians and specialists and pet sitters. So I, I do receive referrals from them. And I also, it's just, it's word of mouth. You know, a client likes what you're doing and they were seeing results for their dogs and they tell their friends and and so on and so forth. And, and then obviously things like this. I mean, I am so grateful for you to interview me and talk about my my passion because a lot of people think it's crazy, but there's an educational piece. And once people learn about it, they really, they really applaud it and think it's great. Well, I think uh, it's a good time to be a dog in the 21st century now, thanks to people like you that are catering to their complete dog. I think you said mind, body, and emotional state, because this is all really, really important. Um, but you still have ties to Miami. Tell us about that and tell us about what you still operate, although you're in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened a company in Miami called Miami Pet Concierge in May of 2007. And we are a full soup to nuts concierge company. We do dog walking and pet sitting and overnight care and puppy training and all that good stuff. And about two years ago, my husband and I moved to Dallas area to be closer to family. You and want to give a shout out to your husband? Because he's, yeah, he has, <laughs> I'm sorry. His name is Julian. And we moved here to be closer to family. And I 
continued to run Miami from afar. I have an incredible managers on the ground there. And it's been two years and we're we're doing really well. So Miami still runs and I'm here building this business. You are an entrepreneur in every I sense am. of the word and in capital <laughs> letters. So what is this neighborhood favorite award? Because you your company nailed it again for the fourth year. Yeah. So every have you heard of the the website nextdoor.com? Yes. Next, yes. So Nextdoor is a wonderful community website where you can learn about different businesses in your community or post things about your community. And the community itself every year votes for their best of. And we were voted best of pet sitters and dog walkers in the community where our business is based. And why it's so special is that it comes from pet parents and our local community and our friends and our family and our clients. And it's not a paid for award. It's a general, you know, it's it's a general award. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it is earned. And so to me, out of all the different types of best of, this always makes us and resonates with us because it's from our community. Well, our show goes all over the country and beyond. So how do people find out about your Miami concierge? Sure. It's MiamiPetConcierge.com. And on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, it's Miami Pet Concierge. What is something a dog has done to you, for you, to make you a better human? I will tell you. Her name was Dorothy. She was a five-year-old Yorkie. She had been abused by her previous owners and her back was broken. And the rescue was going to euthanize her, but they gave me the opportunity to foster her for a month and rehab her. And I had just graduated from massage school. And she was my introduction into wanting to be involved in physical fitness and rehabilitation with dogs. And she changed my life. And those are her wheels. And that's her. So she is the reason why I do what I do. I, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, everybody. I am so honored to have on our show today, Nicole Packen, no G. And earlier on our show, we also had Courtney Craig from K9 from the Irvine, Texas location. I can't believe the show goes by so fast, but here we are. I want to give major thanks to our great radio stations coast to coast. We keep picking up new stations. Thank you, everybody, for airing our show and to all of you, especially Pet Pals. I unleash a gigantic thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends. Until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Pause up! Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at SodaPup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch video versions of our guest interviews, our website is FourLeggedLife.com. And have a pawsome week.